here with Patty Stanger from Millionaire Matchmaker. Patty, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I've watched your show. I'm a big fan of it. Can you give the viewers a little bit of insight on how you became the Millionaire Matchmaker? Oh my God, it's, it's a crazy story. My mom and my grandmother were matchmakers in Jersey. I refused to go into the family business. And then one day I ended up becoming the vice president of marketing of Great Expectations, the oldest dating service in the United States. And from there, um, you know, it led me to California to get into the film business. A couple of the networks saw what I was doing. I was actually fixing people up on the side to get out of credit card debt. And I specialized in millionaires because they were tough cookies and female millionaires and gay millionaires. You know, the LBGT community is also big in this. And I just had a way of kicking ass, I guess. Wow. <laughs> well, I love how real you are. Like when I watch your show, like you don't hold back, you know, and I love that about you. Is that like from your dad's side or your mom's side or just kind of something <laughs> Um, actually, it's both. My dad's from New York and my mom's from Jersey, and they made a little hybrid of me. Um, you know, in New York and New Jersey, we don't hold back. We pull out our soprano full force. And I just, and the other thing is, on the show, I only have 42 minutes to get you in love. So I had to pull the Howard Stern shock jock mentality out of you so that you could, you know, you could change. You could have radical transformation because before that, you were just getting people yesing you to death and, you know, you got away with murder. You know, now we have stories all over the world um, watching the show that have changed their life as well as the clients on the show. Even if they were difficult on the show, they call me to this day. They said, you got me married. I have kids because of you. And my life is great. You know? Well, I, I know that this is happening all over the world with this COVID-19 people being together, you know, for long periods of time. Obviously, divorce, breakups are crazy. Tensions are high. How are you, like, what are your clients saying? How are you kind of keeping them together during this time. Can you give us some advice? Because I know there's um, a ton of people. So, so the app industry is going through the roof because yeah. they don't, they're not regulated. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to sue like Bumble, Tinder, whatever, but Bumble was actually amazing. I made, I actually wrote them a letter and said, would you please send down a notice that we should only be FaceTiming or Zooming or Skyping and we should not be meeting in person until the CDC allows us to with a mask social distancing and they did not everybody else they were very responsible in our business we shut down completely we held everyone's membership we had our lawyers write up waivers so you don't get sued um and that if you do meet in person if you do recycle someone from the past i don't want to get sued i don't want the girl or the guy suing each other or the guy and the guy or the girl or the girl mm -hmm. so um and then thinking we've got to help everyone at month two. So we started doing virtual mixers mm. where the millionaires can actually have a mixer where they show their lifestyle in their home, but they actually are meeting like 25 people that they could potentially date. And then they make their own decisions with each other mm. in certain we're open in Florida, um, you know, like Prince, like Georgia, Texas. So I am allowing them to meet provided they sign waivers that say they're social distance and wear a mask. Mm. Every because we're not all open. California is not open here, and yeah. I don't have any rules and regulations. I'm being taking this very seriously. The virus isn't gone. Mm. Uh, people went to protests, you know, for Black Lives Matters, and they went two weeks ago to um, Memorial Day weekend parties, thinking, "Hey, it's pretty out. Let's go party." And now they're all sick. So I take this very seriously. I'm the health before wealth not wealth before health. Mm. 
And for the people out there that want to, you know, come to your training, what's the best website? Can you give us some insight on that? Um, you can go to millionairesclub123.com. There's an S in Millionaires Club. And you can email me at info at millionairesclub123.com. We actually can train you to be a matchmaker. We can help brand your business. I do a lot of branding, helping people get a reality show on the air, get a book deal, get an agent, um, you know, take their ideas to the next level, as well as matchmaking and fixing people up. And then we also, because right now in quarantine, everyone's getting divorced. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So we want to stay together and a lot of those communications living in a closed space especially for my new yorkers who are going crazy living in studios and they just can't you know they're ready to throw one out the window mm. so we're saving we're saving not just lives we're saving relationships i know that a, a lot of the, every relationship's different but during quarantine you know when people are spending a lot of time together there's conflict What's the one piece of advice when what, that you could give people that are like they're on the fence they're thinking, you know, should I stay with my partner? Should I not? What's it's? I know it's broad, but just can you give us kind of like something that you would kind of say to, to most people? Okay. Yeah, dating sucks. That's what I will say. Okay, you don't want to get you better start thinking about how you fell in love with this person in the beginning. Now, stop nitpicking on the little things they do, whether they don't, you know, they brush their teeth wrong or they eat their toast crunchy munchy. Like, stop doing all that. If you feel that person's getting on your nerves and you live in a small space, you better start using that bathroom as the neutral zone to detox. I have an amazing app. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, we're making an app. I have an amazing website. We're about to make the app for it. It's called attractingasoulmate.com. It's not just for single people. And on my website, there are meditations, subliminals, as well as talks with Joe Vitelli, the star of The Secret, and Steve Jones, hypnotherapy, a whole bunch of stuff that'll de-stress you. You're stressed out mm. when you start, I can't stand this person. Mm. You are not happy. You're not relaxed. We want to get you into a relaxed state. So if that means you've got a scheduled time where you use the living room and I use the bathroom to meditate, do it because we're all working from home. And if we're not working, we're really going to kill each other because we got nothing to do. How about we, we get some hobbies going, play some games, connect, turn your phone off. No offense, but nobody's connecting with each other. They're not talking to each other because I don't know how anymore. We're mm -hmm. so used to online or watching TV and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think now's the time to really connect with yourself and your children. Mm. And that's what people are doing. They're getting crazy. They're getting nitpicky. Do you think that, and that's a great piece of advice, do you think that, like, for couples out there that are like this, that are, do you think that they should spend time maybe getting away to build a stronger connection or have time apart to do their own thing? What would be, what would be your suggestion? Well, listen, walking the dog is now the moment walking to starbucks starbucks is open in certain places so if that's going to make you feel better walking in the park uh jogging uh getting out to get some fresh air without your mate then do it because absence makes the heart grow fonder but you also have to remember that you can't be in the same room and ignore each other you got to be sweet and polite and nice and i think people are forgetting that they're just taking each other for granted like I have a friend right now. So she is the primary caregiver of the children. She, she homeschools the kids even before we went into Zoom schooling. And she basically cooks, cleans, and he makes the money. Mm. Well, he's not working now. His job is stopped because of what's going on. She's like, you don't get to sit on the couch while I do everything, help the 
kids, you know, get their homework ready, walk the dog, make the meal, do the laundry. You need a help. And they got into a fight over this. And I counseled them. And I said, what gives you the right to sit on the couch? She's like, I don't know how to do it. She's like, great. I'm going to teach you. Mm. And now making the pasta, even if it's simple, he's walking the dog. He's putting the lights into the laundry. Like we got to chip in here. You know, one mm. person is it all or they're going to leave you. Mm. You know, with a lot of the millionaires, I'm just curious, like when they find a match, right? Do they, do, do they expect the woman, you know, in most cases, let's say, because every case is different. Do they expect the woman to contribute at all to anything? Like what's the sort of the norm of like, it depends if you're a power couple um, and you're both making money, then you're actually putting all your money into like an account, which pays the household expenses and you're sharing. But if one person's role is to take care of the kids and clean house, and by the way, that's not just the woman, the men do it too. There are house husbands, gay or straight. Um, then you have to make an arrangement. And that's where it comes important right before you move in together, whether you, I, you know, if you're going to get married or move in together, even if you're not married, you've got to make the assignments. Now that doesn't mean it won't change. Some people are better chefs than another. Some people are better at doing, you know, cleaning than the next person. Some people are better with the kids, but um, you've got to pick, pick and choose your role and not expect the other person to do everything. And that doesn't mean because the man makes the money, the woman gets to sit on her ass or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, then there's the situation where the man makes the money and the woman's doing it all. So yeah. it, it it comes down to two people talking. I'm seeing more power couples than anything. I'm seeing two people with even distribution, except when it comes to romance, the guy's more of a leader. He's making the plans, the arrangements, coming up with the creative date night because he wants to get in, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got to woo her a little. Mm -hmm. And she's tired. Mm -hmm. So um, I've seen that. I've also seen um, where there's the reversal of the house husband. He's not, he's more creative and he doesn't have this, you know, hot shot job and he's not making a lot of money and the woman's more successful. Mm. That's a new, that's happened in the last five years. You seem so passionate about what you do. Where does it come from? Not because I've had the worst love life of anyone. <laughs> 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 is off or my attractor's off. Um, it probably because I, I didn't get the guys I wanted in the beginning and I wanted to understand how men thought. So I opened this Pandora's box and then I found out how you guys all thought. And I was like, that wasn't worth it, you know? And then I wanted to help bridge the gap between two people. Um, and the gay community was a really big passion of mine, the LBGT community. I wanted to help transgenders. I wanted to help, um, you know, now we have fluid before it was bi. I wanted to help these people that were kind of the lost souls and they weren't getting love because love is love. You know, we don't have, we're, we're against racism here. We're diverse from the beginning. I've seen two people from two different backgrounds and races fall in love that not even God could break them apart. You know what I mean? Like, so I, we don't have that. Love is love. And the other thing is, it's because love is really hard to find. Mm -hmm. Finding that person is probably the hardest thing. Once you get the person, there's a whole set of other problems, but not like finding the person. It's not easy. It's not like finding a job. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to be the connector of the two. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of people probably want the quick fix. You know, they're thinking like, is there an article? Is there a book? Is there one thing that Patty would recommend? Do you have something like that? Like say people, you know, nowadays it's like, People's attention span is so quick. I have a book on Amazon called Become Your Own Matchmaker. And I actually chapters besides the original book. So you can actually, if you just want to go to negotiation to get the 
the marriage certificate, so to speak, um, mm -hmm. you go right to that chapter. So there's different chapters. There's dating detox. If you've been dating so long and nothing's working, we've got to clean your energy off. I'm a big believer in meditation. I do transcendental meditation twice a day. Um, not a fan of yoga, but namaste to that. I'm a spinner. So mm -hmm. exercise is very important to keep you sexual. We don't talk about exercise just other than to lose weight. It actually keeps the libido flowing, especially when you start to get into the senior years, like menopause or menopause. There's menopause. Mm -hmm. And we need to keep you, you know, juicy goosey. And the only way to do it is really to exercise. You got to find your thing, what works for you. We're all in quarantine. You can open up Amazon. There's a section called Gaia, which has amazing exercise videos. We're free if Amazon subscription with Prime. Mm. But overall, you know, there's little things that you have to tweak. And the number one thing is the mindset. Your mm. mindset is negative. You're not going to get anywhere. If you keep saying there's no good men or women around, um, I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm too, you know, this or too that, then you're, then you're going to stay in the same place you stayed before. And that's really what we do. We create a mindset to change your, your thoughts. You don't know everything. You know 10%. Right? We all know we only use 10% of our brain, and 99% of communication is nonverbal. So if you don't know 80%, you know, okay, uh, wouldn't you think to yourself, like, there could be something I'm missing, and maybe we need to try that? And you got to try the little techniques that work. Mm -hmm. I'm a big person. I've been doing it since I was, like, I don't know, 25. And I've changed my processes over mm -hmm. the years. I believe in going through depression crying, um, moments of, of, you know, unhappiness, crisis, whatever, getting through to the other side instead of blocking it and saying, I'm not going to go there anymore. We, the old school law of attraction was like, you can't have a negative thought. You can't be depressed. You can't cry. I'm the opposite. I'm like, get through it and good riddance. Let's move on. Hmm. And that has worked for me. But you have to find what works for you the best. Changing your mindset is the most important thing. And he or she will come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If someone's in a relationship um, with, say, someone who's a, a drug user, an alcoholic, or, you know, and they find out later on, do you get that? And how do you, how do you tell people to deal with that that are on the other side? Well, my dad was an alcoholic, and I've dated enough people in the, in the program. I've done Al-Anon, and I don't do drugs. So I tend to attract them because the reason you, if you, first of all, let's talk about why you attract them. You attract them because you're probably super responsible. You're probably somebody who's got their shit together and they like that. They don't like to go with somebody who uses like them because if they're trying to get off drugs or alcohol or sex or food addiction, they need the steady Freddy to keep them on the narrow road. So that, so like opposites attract, but when lies, that's the hardest part. So I think that from those people, they need to tell at the top of the hour, I'm in the program. How do you feel about that? I'm not going to have a drink with you tonight. Sorry, but it doesn't work for me. I don't drink because I get headaches. I get really bad cluster headaches. So if I say to someone, I don't drink, and they start bullying me, we're not going to date. This is just not going to happen because I care about my body. My body is my temple. Mm -hmm. So if you lie and they found out six weeks later you're snorting cocaine in the bathroom, you're going to lose that person. Mm -hmm. So it's better to be honest and say, I have a problem. I'm working on it. How do you feel? Let me, let me educate you on uh you know the situation and many people are in the program for 10 20 years and they're sober so mm. we can't look at all hollywood mm. we, it's, we have in la come on 
right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, that's just one issue. But if you lie about anything, um, you're married, you're pretending you're single. We see a lot of that, by the way. Mm -hmm. People who are separated are still married. You cannot lie that you're divorced. We see this online, in our business, everywhere. Stop lying about that. Mm. And separated, separated people need to date separated people. Divorced people need to date divorced or single people. They should not mix. They're in two different t times of their life. That's not to say there's not an absolute to the problem. Like, hey, I met this guy. He's separated. He married me. Okay, you're one in one in a million. But mm. separated usually means I'm not ready to get married again. I need a, I need a break. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And as far as the future for you in the next six to 12 months, can you give us some insight on what your, what your goals, what your plans are, say, from now until the end of, say, the year? Well, um, first of all, I produce movies for Hallmark. I have a series called Matchmaker Mysteries, which you can actually watch with Danica McKellar and Victor Webster. We've just aired two of them. Um, I produce TV. I'm working with two other, uh, two other production companies and producing a couple of new shows coming out. And hopefully there's a new show with me coming out soon. We'll see what happens with that. Mm. We're in negotiations. But as far as Millionaire's Club goes, we'd really like to start an app for mm. the The person makes like 100 to 250. And mm. so we're looking for the right people to invest and put this thing together. And we just haven't met the right partner yet. But that's what we're looking and if people are, you know, if there's people watching this right now and they're considering, are you open to people inquiring in terms of investing in your new app? Like, could they, is there somewhere that they can send you an email? Yes, they can send me an email to info at millionairesclub123.com. Yeah. Um, always look for people that want to take our business to a different level. Look, we're in 200 countries because of Millionaire Matchmaker. Bravo, you know, and I have been cranking for like almost, let's see, 12 years, right? The thing, the thing that people don't realize is we do service globally around the world. We do take one-on-one -on -one clients. We coach them. We'll counsel them. We help them find love. And when they find love, we help them keep them. Anybody can join. Now, if you're not a millionaire and you want to be fixed up with a millionaire, you can register online there at millionairesclub123.com. So is there, do you prefer now that you're producing, you've been in front of the camera, you've been behind the camera... Do you have a preference nowadays like that you're leaning towards pursuing or are you well, just doing both? I always produced my show. I was always the executive producer and I actually did a lot of work on it. But I think I miss, I miss now being in front of the camera. Yeah. I think I miss it more now than before because there's so much to say and there's so much going on in the world. Mm. Uh, and love has changed in the sense that we're way more open than we've ever been, I would say. Mm. You know, I generation inter interracial relationships were like you know shocking you know back mm. in the set so now it's so great that you could you know you could date anybody mm. and they could be sexual and they could be fluid and they could be bisexual it's like really exciting time for love out of i mean i'm just curious out of all of the men that you've come on your show you've probably met so many millionaires has there not been a time when you've been like hmm, maybe i should you know call up so-and-so and go for a date? Like, can you give um, us? I never, Mark, Marcellus Wiley, who is the famous football player and I, like, we kind of flirted a little, except I keep myself in the game. Like, I, I have a rule, don't date the clients because it'll just go wrong. And he was such a sweetheart to me. And he was so successful and so smart. And I just fell in love with him. He ended up getting married and his wife is my anesthesiologist, which is really weird. Um, he, um... 
he was like, he was flirty, you know, and it was like fun, you know, and he was African-American and I never dated an African-American before. So I was like, oh, this could be interesting. But then I had to remember I'm the matchmaker and I'm supposed to be fixing him up. So it's kind of hard to switch it to the other side when you actually have a job to do. We don't recommend it. We've seen a lot of matchmakers in our business get burnt like burnt, sued, um, sexual harassment problems. So we don't really recommend it. It can go wrong, you know? But there was one time in my real club, a guy came in, a little narcissist, which I love, and he was gorgeous. And we had sat down and he said to me, you are so pretty. If you just got your teeth fixed, you'd be a 10. On the, like 15 minutes in, I said, yeah, I'm not attracted to him anymore. <laughs> it was like, you know, he turned out to be the criticalest person in my club like he could no woman was ever you could bring him angelina jolie and he'll find something wrong with her you know what i mean it was like okay you're a crazy so i really haven't i really have anybody on the show that i flirted with no i flirt with the cameraman i'm a big flirt with my cameraman because they light you how are you finding the the entertainment world you know has it changed over the last you know year or two I know that there's a lot of sort of, you know, since everything that happened with Harry, I hear that there's, I'm not in that world, but has, has right. it shift like with the, well, the, t- the networks are getting tighter in the restrictions. So I think Bethany, when she came in and they didn't make money on skinny girl, like I gave them like 10% of my book and I did a lot of things to get them to promote me. She really, her storyline was happening and they just didn't think to take anything. Now all the networks are like, when you come in, we're owning your ass, you know? So there's a lot of that going on. Um, I think it's exciting time for reality TV. I think they're looking for creative characters with unusual storylines. You know, like you have got Cake Boss over here and you got, you know, Gold Rush over there and Wicked Tuna. So there's men's markets, there's women's markets, there's a gay market. Look, Queer Eye came back, Legendary on HBO, which is my production company I'm working with right now. Um, uh, Married at First Sight. Who knew that would actually work? You actually get weddings out of it. 90 Day Fiance is the number one show in cable. And then you've got Love is Blind and Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, which are killing it. So it's exciting right now because anything goes. You just have to have an amazing cast and you got to have something that nobody has. You can't just keep repeating The Bachelor. They're going to yawn in your face. 